Hello, and welcome to Straight Up Hollywood, the podcast that takes you backstage and behind the scenes of your favorite TV shows and movies. I'm Carly Malibaum, entertainment reporter here with... Andrea Mandel, West Coast Entertainment Editor. Brian Alexander, movie reporter. And this week, we are talking about the Oscars, because the nominations for the 90th Academy Awards were announced on Tuesday, and the show airs on March 4th. As you guys know, we usually take our drinks straight up, but on this show, it's it's kind of early. We're talking with uh, another podcast you might have heard of, so we're just going to dive into analysis of this year's list of nominees armed with some coffee. Um, and and to, to help us analyze everything, we have some guests joining us all the way from Washington, D.C., the Mothership podcast. They made us get up early to talk Oscars, so we are okay with that. Brett Molina and Brian Truitt, thanks for joining us on the podcast. Let's first dig into some of the surprises. We'll start with uh, Brian Truitt. Of all the nominations we've heard, which one was the biggest surprise to you? Uh, for me, I think it's Leslie Manville from Phantom Thread, who uh, one of my personal favorites from from that movie, uh, the Paul Thomas Anderson movie with the very, very weird romantic fantasy fashion thing um, with Daniel Day-Lewis in his final role. Um, <laughs> Le- Leslie Manville. Fantasy fashion thing. <laughs> well, you got to put the fashion thing in there. Um, uh, so, But Leslie Manville, I, you know, she was she hadn't been in the conversation for supporting actress at all, really. And it's, you know, it's, it's kind of cool to find these kind of like diamonds in the rough that just kind of get thrown at us on Oscar morning. Because, you know, a lot of this stuff, we've seen a lot of people win the same awards. We've seen a lot of people get the same nominations all through this award season. And it's nice to kind of get that surprise in there. And she's great. She's really great in it. I'd like to take that and take it a step further because my surprise was Phantom Thread in general, which is a, a movie which sort of threatened to be kind of a, an awards uh, also ran or almost forgotten, but getting six big nominations, including for Daniel Day-Lewis. And there was a question whether Daniel Day-Lewis uh, would receive a nomination for what looks to be his final film role, and also Best Picture, uh, Best Director, and and Leslie Manville is uh, a big surprise. But altogether, to have this film be one of the big contenders is a surprise. Uh, Andrea, what's your pick? Okay, so when Denzel Washington's name was read for Best Actor for Roman J. Israel, I was kind of floored because, I mean, I know the Academy loves Denzel Washington, but the movie he's nominated for, Roman J. Israel, was dead on arrival. I mean, critics didn't care for it. It did no box office. It's a it's a great performance. He plays um, a pro bono lo- uh, lawyer who's kind of on the spectrum, and it's a showy performance, but the movie did nothing. I mean, at the film festivals, it got savaged. So I was kind of shocked. I mean, I think that, and we'll get into this later, but the whole James Franco brouhaha created an opening in the Best Actor race, and I think that's where Denzel Washington came in. And and guys, were you surprised by the Boss Baby nomination like I was? I have to admit I never saw that movie that's up for like Best Animated Film because I thought it was kind of a joke and one of those movies like, why would I see that? It looks ridiculous. I tried to watch it on an airplane, <laughs> and I was so annoyed I turned it off on an airplane. So that's up for an Oscar. Theater and saw it, and it has no business being in the Academy. But Lego Batman wasn't nominated, and I remember that the Lego Movie was also not nominated for an animated Oscar, which is very upsetting. What does the Academy have against Lego? 
It's not good though. Although, although we have a fan, we have a Boss Baby fan in in the studio right now. I am dying on the hill of Boss Baby. <laughs> Boss Baby is a good movie. Hey, I am a parent. I've seen Boss Baby like twenty times now, at least. I so why? Yes. And <laughs> it's I'm not good. And I, I've, I'm still fine with it. Like I thought I was gonna after like <laughs> number five, I'd be done with Boss Baby, but it's still pretty good. It's not bad. May I recommend Despicable? Look, for the record, Coco's gonna. Just own probably own this category, you know. Right. But still, Boss Baby. I mean, you know, I liked it. It wasn't that bad. <laughs> so what was your what was what was your biggest surprise, Brad? My the name that I wasn't expecting was Logan for adapted screenplay, just because, you know, I I don't want to say it kind of got lost with all the other superhero ish films. I think because it was out earlier in the year, I think everyone kind of just moved on and went on to other movies and stuff like that plus i think fox gets a lot of flack for the way they've handled all the x-men stuff and so you know i was i was just i was really impressed and i think it's kind of a, a another sign that the academy is opening it itself up more to films that are more like kind of the comic book sci-fi fantasy type stuff so um yeah i was very happy to see that um all right yeah of course logan was the the movie uh the the Maybe last movie with Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. It was an R-rated movie, but it was an emotional, intense. I think in an earlier podcast, I talked to you guys about this movie because we all liked it very much. <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, I think it's like just a really, it seems like a lot more grounded human kind of story, which I think is why maybe the Academy liked it more compared to some other stuff. And it's the most important, I mean, we'll talk about genre movies later, but it's the most important nomination for a genre movie since... Heath Ledger's, I, I feel. Yeah. Um, okay. We've done the surprises. Let's get to the snubs because that's the the area that you know a lot of folks want to talk about once they hear all the nominations. Brian Alexander wrote a great piece on the biggest snubs of the Oscars, so make sure you read that on usatoday.com. Go to the life section. But let's dig right in. Brian, you want to kick us off? In your opinion, what was the biggest snub? Well, obviously the snub that everyone's talking about is James Franco uh, from The Disaster Artist, who is very much on the awards fast track. Uh, won the Golden Globe for his uh, Best Actor Award, has since uh, been hit with uh, accusations of sexual misconduct, uh, which uh, has completely derailed um, his awards run. Uh, he didn't win at SAGs, and he didn't receive an Oscar nomination, and the disaster artist uh, was not nominated for Best Picture. So that's clear, uh, a, a clear snub there. But also, I, I, it needs to be pointed out that Steven Spielberg and Tom Hanks from The Post, two members of the Hollywood elite, beloved members of Hollywood, uh, didn't make it on the list for their socially relevant movie about the publishing of the Pentagon paper with all its echoes of freedom of the press. Uh, that, to me, was a real surprise. Meryl Streep, of course, who plays Washington Post uh, publisher Catherine Graham, did receive her record 21st nomination, but no Spielberg and no Hanks. But it was up for Best Picture, right? Yes. Okay, the other Brian, what's your pick? Uh, it's Lego Batman. I mean, I, I think we go back to the, like the Boss Baby just being like, not shouldn't be there. But Haters. Lego Batman should be there instead of that. Lego Batman should be there instead of Ferdinand. I mean, Ferdinand's not bad. But it's just like, you know, Lego Batman is, the, is one movie that has honestly captured Batman's core character better than a Batman film ever had. <laughs> so they, they, I don't know if these people like stepped on Legos like as adults or something. I, or they just have something like. against Lego movies. But it's just like, how do you not, when, you know, when there's not, I mean, the animated feature field was not that great this year. So when you don't put in pro possibly the best superhero movie, live action or animated in there, what, what are you doing? 
you know? So that was like, you know, just tragic for me. Uh, Carly, what's your pick? Well, we talked a little bit earlier about Phantom Thread. Uh, Brian Alexander said he was surprised about his nominations, but I actually, I don't know. I felt almost the opposite. I was surprised that there was one actress who was not nominated from the movie, and that's Vicky Creeps. She plays Alma, who's like the lead and and is acting opposite Daniel Day-Lewis throughout the whole movie. And I thought she was... She was scary and amazing, um, and she made the movie for me. Uh, this movie, maybe it it hasn't like been in so many theaters, but at least where we are in L.A., a lot of my friends keep talking about this movie Phantom Thread as being their favorite. It's like the sophisticated pick of like favorite. <laughs> and I think Vicky Creeps is the one who, who made it so great. So I would have loved to see her nominated, even though she's not a household name. But it didn't sound like she even got any sort of campaign for awards. She hasn't been up for any of the uh, individual acting honors leading into this. Um, okay, Andrea, uh, take us home. What was your What's your pick as far as uh, biggest snub? So you're telling me that they have nine films up for Best Picture and Wonder Woman couldn't have rounded out that list to ten? I mean, the one movie that has driven conversation around women's empowerment all year long, who has saved a franchise... I'm not well saved. It's the only good DC Comics movie that they put out, in my opinion. But I, I just, I was floored by the fact that Wonder Woman got nothing. I mean, it didn't get Best Picture. It didn't get any technical nominations. It got nothing. Um, so that, that to me, was a big miss. And then uh, Hong Chao from Downsizing. I mean, all award season, she has been seen as a lock uh, in the Best Supporting Actress category. She plays a Vietnamese refugee in Downsizing opposite Matt Damon. She's a new face out here in Hollywood. She was the only Asian actress up for a nomination, and she just got snubbed. I think it has to do with the fact that the movie kind of floundered, and some people saw her portrayal um, as an immigrant as kind of racist under Alexander Payne's direction because she speaks with like a broken English accent. But she's incredible in that film, and I think that was a big miss. And one other thing to point out about Wonder Woman is the reason why the Academy expanded the Best Picture category to, from five to a possible 10 is to allow a film like this to get in after The Dark Knight was famously snubbed. And the fact that Wonder Woman wasn't there, I think, was a surprise and a disappointment to the people who are going to be watching the Academy Awards on March 4th. It's a big miss. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's let's wrap this up on a fun note. You know, last year we had the epic Moonlight La La Land flub for Best Picture. Um, I don't know if this year can possibly top it. We'll find out soon enough. So let's get to kind of our upsets and wildest predictions. Um, I'll start. Okay, so I my, my kind of upset, I'm going with Jordan Peele for Best Director, largely because I just want to hear him give a speech because I think it would be amazing. Um, my wildest prediction is the Oscar for Best Animated Feature goes to Boss Baby. I am dying <laughs> on this hill. <laughs> I am really dying are. on Legos the Boss Baby Legos will be hill. thrown. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, that's my pick. Uh, Carly, what's yours? Um. So wildest, I mean... I had up there, I, I was thinking of saying uh, Timothy Chalamet for uh, Call Me By Your Name, but he has already won for that. But it would be an upset in this case because he'd be the youngest person to win the lead actor category. He'd be winning over Gary Oldman, who is favorited to win for Darkest Hour, his transformation um, into Winston Churchill. What do you mean he's already won for that? He's won like some minor awards leading into it, and he's been nominated pretty consistently throughout the big award shows. Um, but I just thought Timothy Chalamet in Call Me By Your Name was an inspired performance. I mean, he was only, what, like 20 when he 
1920 when he did that role. And I don't want to give any of this R-rated movie away um, because I probably couldn't even talk about it on this family-friendly podcast. But the things that he does in this movie are brave, I guess, to say the least. Uh, Something like there's this one scene in particular that if I think if you were to read it, you'd be like, there's no way you could pull that scene off with a fruit. And he does and makes it moving and emotional. And I think worthy of this award um and it would just be a big moment just because he's so young so that's my pick. the peach scene is what she's talking about yes the peach scene the, the infamous peach scene yeah which is actually like like carly's right i mean it's it's with a filmmaker and our an actor who really didn't know what they were doing that could be the worst scene of all time but i you know it, it really is kind of moving and, and touching the way they did it uh fun fact timothy chalamet is also in ladybird which uh is my wildest prediction that Lady Bird could somehow trump all the competition and win Best Picture and be like the little movie that could, um, the coming-of-age tale that trumped them all. That is directed by a woman, Greta Gerwig, her first, like, de- her directorial debut. It could happen. Maybe. Maybe not. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm Maybe. with you. I'm, it could happen. <laughs> I feel like that bird, uh, that, that bird. That bird. That bird <laughs> could that go all the way. It could fly. fly. <laughs> <laughs> no, since it came out, I feel like it's, when, when did that premiere? Toronto? Yeah. Um, in September. I think you saw it. Cause I, si- since that premiere, it's been s- like steady buzz, like has not stopped. Um, and I find that everyone I know who's seen it, like young, old, man, woman, loves it. It's just like the movie we can all agree is good. Um, it could happen. Okay, let's close out with the Bryans. We'll start with Brian A. What's your, what's your uh, prediction? I'm going to go a little uh, off the track here and actually talk about how I feel the show is going to end. I believe Warren Beatty and Faye Dunaway are going to step <laughs> out surrounded by a phalanx of, of Price Waterhouse Cooper <laughs> accountants who will double check, triple check that everybody's got the envelope 100% correct. And then they will triumphantly read out the best picture winner. Which will be? <laughs> Ladybird, of course. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brian T, close us out. Uh, for me, I think the biggest upset I think could be Margot Robbie for best pick, best actress. Frances McDormand seems like she is going to win, and you know because she's won everything else, pretty much you could ever think of. But I I think she's almost won too much, and the, the three boards is is looking more and more polarizing every day. In term, and I think we for next month, I think we're gonna have a lot of think pieces from people who really, 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 really don't like it. Not for me, I really did like it, but I mean, it, it is very polarizing, and I th- and I do wonder how much that's gonna gonna cause a lot of people to rethink it. And I think I think Saoirse Ronan is really, really good in Lady Bird as well, but I think I think people are gonna think that's too light. And I, Margot Robbie is just I, I, if I had to pick, I'd choose her. Because, I mean, she just does the thing with that character that is just insane. She plays one character from 15 to, like, 45, which is amazing. And I think we should note that Frances McDormand, in her SAG speech, she kind of seemed to indicate that she'd be fine with a younger actress, mm-hmm. you know, taking the big mm-hmm. prize. I mean, she indicated that it's time to uh, let other voices be heard. And she also called her SAG award a doorstop. <laughs> so... <laughs> I just I feel like she'd be fine with it no matter what. Yeah. 
Okay, that does it for our predictions, but enough about us. We want to hear from you guys. Uh, tweet your votes for snubs, surprises, predictions on Twitter. Um, you can tweet directly at us. I'm at that girl Carly. I'm at Andre Mandel. I'm at Brian Alexand. And and you can talk to the Mothership crew. Uh, here are their handles, guys. I'm I'm at Brian Truitt, and Brett Molina is at Brett Molina23. So join the conversation about that. And if you like what you heard, you want to hear more from Straight Up Hollywood, well, as we mentioned, you can stream us almost everywhere. SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts. And if you leave us a review, not only does that help other people find our show, but we will love you forever. See you next week. Bye.